inhabitants of Walrus Island and to all those who wish they lived here. This is episode 102 of the Speed Mentor podcast with me, Gavin Wall, serial entrepreneur, podcaster, mentor, shite talker and Belfast boy. Now, you know the beauty about our little land here is that once you've sipped from our waterfalls and eaten the forbidden fruit of Walrus, you never want to leave because to get here, you have to understand what fulfilment feels like. Now, I was thinking about this the other day. It's a bit like the opposite of Logan's Run. That's Logan's Run for any of you who are old enough to remember the movie or have read the book upon which the movie was based. It was written by uh, William F. Nolan and George Clayton Jones. Now, in Logan's Run, in the dystopian future, away in the the future, uh, where resources are scarce, as soon as anyone reaches the age, the ripe old age of 30, they're led to believe that they would enter the promised land, but really they were going to be reborn, but really they were merely being terminated under the guise of being reborn. Now, Logan, he was the, the hero of the, of the movie, and he was a person involved in the terminations of others. But when he reached 30, and it was his turn to be terminated, he went on the run. Now, that's, that's nothing to do with the on-the-runs or the OTRs that we have here in Northern Ireland. And my London listenership is just going, what the fuck is he talking about? But for anybody based in Belfast, they'll know what the OTRs are. And whilst on the run, he discovered ultimately that there is life after 30. Now, well, on Walrus Island, there is no scarcity of resource here. There's no scarcity mindsets like there are over there on Dickhead Island or on the rest of the planet or like there was in the dystopian future that Logan inhabited. Um, where uh, you were killed at 30 years of age due to a scarcity mindset. Now, we're proof that there is more as the secret sauce grows on the friggin' trees here on Walrus. Now, funnily enough, the age of 30, at which termination happened in Logan's time, is the, often the age at which mentees come to me worried that a life of mediocrity, uh, mediocrity lies ahead. The age at which they panic with the question... Is this all there is in life for me? You're maybe thinking that yourself in your own life. Now in Logan's time, each person is planted with a crystal which flashes white until they reach the age of 30. And then that's in the palm of their hands. And then it flashes red, which is a sign that they're to come into the carousel to be reborn or also known as terminated as we know as we watch the movie. But I know, and as Logan knew, but I know that the listeners don't want to die on earth at 30 and then be buried at the age of 80, spending a zombie life existence for about 50 years. You want to taste the fruits of walrus. Now, all the clues for what to do for walrus when you hit that 30 mark and it's not happening and you don't want to lead the rest of your life like a miserable zombie are right here in the hundred odd episodes that we've done of the good stuff. And do you know what? I don't know if that whole Logan's Run piece I've just done worked for you. Maybe it was a little bit mental. It could be another bag of shite tied loosely with a worn piece of string. But there's a lesson in there too. If you don't try this stuff, you'll never know. And I'm not afraid to try stuff. And you should adopt this approach in your life too. So I hope you did enjoy the Logan's Run piece there today. Uh, we better research it did on that. But even if you didn't work, well, even if it didn't work for you, 
Look, who cares anyway? Look, just enjoy it. Anyway, though, with all those breadcrumbs that have left for you and how to get in the walrus, uh, where life is beautiful and abundant and we have no scarcity mindset, I had a wee reminder recently of a saying that someone used to say to me. Now, it's not slightly on a different topic. And I, th- I think it was rich- It was originally said by Richard Branson, who is obviously somebody who leads a life of total and utter abundance and who doesn't have a scarcity mindset. But this wee saying that I think was originally said by him, I think has become twisted and misinterpreted by many over the years until it's ended up as a saying that's abused by the bluffers. And the the saying is, fake it until you make it. So fake it until you make it. Now, I could have done a whole Room 101 episode about corporate bullshit and annoying sayings, um, but this this is one that's so huge that I could do an episode about it all on its own, and that's exactly what I'm going to do today. So instead of doing an episode on a Room 101, that Room 101 episode I did yesterday, uh, well, I didn't do the, the corporate bullshit sayings type. Uh, anyway, you know what I'm talking about. I'm, this one is so big, I'm doing a whole episode on it. That's all you need to know. Um, so I'll just let you know, in relation to fake it until you make it, the truth is here, if you want to succeed, folks, you must be authentic. You must not fake it until you make it. You must be authentic. Your truth is the your truth is the only thing that sets you apart from everyone else. It's what makes you unique from everyone else, and that is your USP. Your personal authenticity is your secret sauce. It is more and more difficult to get away with being a faker as social media leaves a footprint, and you'll be found out sooner rather than later. So be straight up with who you are what you're doing in your life and craft your story around your true self. Now, I often say to people, the beauty of my life and the only reason I can sleep at night with so many different projects ongoing is that I don't have to remember any of it. I don't have to let any of it clog my brain up until I'm dizzy spinning all these plates in my head because it's all the truth. It's all authentic. I own the good and the bad, the successes and the failures, the wins and the losses, the times I made mistakes and the times I got things right. I own all of that. It's all authentic. I think people often have a fear that there's a problem with starting small. This is one of the reasons I think people fake it or think they need to fake it until they make it. And I'm telling you folks, it's a load of bollocks and that they need to mask that they're starting off small. But We all have to, in reality, start off small. If you spend time faking that you're bigger than you are, you're probably not spending enough time making sure you're the best at what you can be. Like my first spar was the smallest spar in the country, 468 square feet, but I made it um, the highest selling spar store in Northern Ireland per square foot, and it has retained that accolade for a decade now. Now, if only... I wasn't landlocked, but that's another something that I'm actually working on at the minute. Now, I've obviously done that with my team. Um, we collectively have made it the um, uh, highest spend per square foot in any spar store in Northern Ireland. That's a fantastic achievement. Now, the beauty of leaving your footprint online and elsewhere authentically, identifying where you are and where you started from, is that that journey can be part of your story. If you've left that footprint of where you started off small to where you've come, that can become start of your Uh, part of your story, documenting the struggles and the rise and it will attract people into your narrative. Now, if you faked it, you'll lose that authenticity and you'll lose that ability to document your struggles and how you started small and how you grew big. Now, one of the problems with faking it is that it becomes so easy to continue to do that 
that you're always overreaching to the next stage. Now, eventually, you're like the boy who cried wolf. I can do this. And it turns out that you have fuck all competency to do what you have faked um, that you've said you could do. And that time um, you used, you remember, an abacus as you were a child didn't really prepare you for the financial programming you've just front up, fronted up that you could do. And a couple of these on your CV um, in your life and people will start to notice a couple of these when you are overreaching and it didn't work out. Now, I've been on the receiving end of people like that before and the next step in their career is never an upward one. Now, do you know what's a far better approach? Fucking honesty. It goes something like this. I'm not sure I can do that, um, sir or madam, but I'm a fast learner and here's the proof where I've adapted and learned before and I'm pretty sure I can do it again. And do you know what? I know there's 40 hours expected of me and this is somebody, you know, saying this. What I'm going to do is take an online course in financial programming before I start a new job. And I'll have a good, I'll have a good grasp um, before I start and I can hit the ground running. But if you don't think that's enough to give me the fighting chance, I'll take that on the chin and the opportunity isn't for me. How much better would that be than fronting that you can say something and faking it till you make it? Now, do you see the difference there? There's no faking. There's authenticity, creating a narrative that can then be told online too. Look, I'm starting a new job. Uh, I don't have all the competencies, but the employer is aware I'm taking a course online before I start and I can't wait to smash it and repay his or her faith in me. Now, the key then is to actually deliver on what you say you're going to do and the rest of your life is a breeze if you're authentic like this. The fake it till you make it merchant is so full of their own bullshit that they don't bother with any of that. They're so used to fronting that they bluff and they don't bother about doing the job right either once they're in with you. Now, another thing that happens when you're faking faking shit is that you don't develop your own strengths because you're too busy fronting bullshit. Now, work out what your own stre- what your own unique strengths are and build a legacy around those rather than working out what that next fake you have to come up with is. This would be a far, far better use of your time, folks. Now, if you're spending too much time thinking about what you can't do because you're faking it, you're not concentrating on thinking positively about what you can and grinding that out through positive thought and application. Now, as anyone who attended my recent Unstoppable Mindset event, um, getting to the edge of their comfort zone and pushing through it is where the growth lies, not picking random stuff up to fake. Now, another problem when you're faking it until you make it Um, piece is that it's often based around what others are doing or what the expectations of others are whereas as you know from my recent episode that comparison is the thief of joy stick to developing your own abilities consistently each and every day stop looking elsewhere and then saying oh we johnny he's ahead of me etc etc i'm gonna have to fake it to keep up so as i see it there are three camps on this issue the bullshit artists who believe in faking it until you make it and will say absolutely anything to grasp stuff that they shouldn't be anywhere near, and they ultimately get found out. Then there are those who say, you can fake behaviours, but not competencies. So, for instance, you can pretend you're more confident than you are, but not fake an actual competency. And that, to be fair, is an arguable point, but I prefer what I'm going to call radical candour. Now, radical candour, now, I've just come up with that concept so let's analyse it a little. Now, those that say don't fake competencies but fake behaviours will say that there are elements of your psychological makeup um, that you're working on, such as your confidence, which you'll emphasise to develop. Now, you may be shitting yourself going to networking events, 
but it's part of your development to put on a brave face and front your confidence a little because this is something you're developing into. Now, they'll say everyone does this to some extent. It's just the retraining of your subconscious mind to help you to get comfortable with being outside your comfort zone so that you can grow. And I believe that there's definite merit in that. But even here, I think that faking it is a mistake because I believe that since uh, the democratisation of your personal brand on social media, of telling your story, that there's far more value in cataloguing or documenting your narrative from what you were to what you're becoming. Like, uh, let's take Aaron Watson, um, for instance, who is now well known across Northern Ireland for his humorous and ingenious LinkedIn videos marketing himself and his personalised telephony voiceover services. Well, he came to my The Greatest Showman event last year, and he was pretty upfront that he was almost physically ill throwing up with the thought of coming to this crazy singing and dancing fancy, fancy dress networking event as it was so far out of his comfort zone. And now, a year later, a little more than a year later, or less than a year later, He's doing LinkedIn videos in his speedos and is renowned across the country. And part of the reason people like him is that he puts his vulnerabilities on show. He wasn't afraid to say he was scared, that he felt physically ill about attending a crazy networking event. The truth is that so many other people feel exactly the same, that he literally becomes the voice of a nation because he's prepared to voice those fears. Now, do you see um, what he did there and what I'm doing there? Now, make your vulnerabilities, your superpower. Don't pity yourself. No one likes that. It's not a good look. But catalogue how you overcame your fears. That's what the hero's journey is all about. And it's such a powerful tale. Think about Balbo Baggins and Lord of the Rings. The fear, the insecurity is part of the narrative which he overcomes. And it's what makes him a hero. And it can do the same for you. So there you have it. Time for you to overcome your fear of leaving me a review and make it a five-star review, not like the one I did yesterday. I need some uh, something better than a wee two-star one that I had yesterday from that bastard who didn't like my swearing. So thank you to Connor for his five-star review, which reads, it has a title called Amazing Content. And the review goes a little like this. Some great stuff on here from Gavin. Two of my favourite bits of content, producers and consumers. This really hit home the episode's also on money, really enlightening uh, and some fascinating stuff. I wish I'd heard that when I was far younger. Really great and I'll be listening to many more. Now, thank you so much. If anyone out there wants to bless me just like Connor did and leave a review and a subscription, make sure you do the subscription too. It would be very much appreciated. So today's a day you need to stop thinking about um, uh, faking it until you make it. And you need to start bleeding authenticity for the rest of your life. And you've got a chance of getting into walrus if you do just that. Or whether you want to stick with faking it until you make it bullshit. And the carousel gets you when you're 30 and you die. But you don't be buried until you're 80. Like a zombie. Well, do you know what folks? It's your choice. I'm a man on a man.